0: And now, before we get into the Booch I have something important I want to talk to everybody about. Recently, the wrestling world suffered a tragic loss, as well as the Bagwell family. Recently, uh, Buff Bagwell's mother, uh, Judy Bagwell, uh, passed away after a long battle with dementia and a recent battle with COVID. Now, many people know Judy Bagwell as the entertaining, spunky uh, fighting mom in world championship wrestling. Uh, she was known for being one half of the tag team titles with Rick Steiner. Uh, she was in the infamous Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. And she was also in Buff's corner at bash of the beach, 1999 during his boxing match with Roddy Piper. Uh, but she was so much more than that to the ones that knew her. Judy went out of her way for her family. And now that family wants to say a proper goodbye to the one who gave them so much. And the problem is, uh, Unfortunately, the Bagwell family, as much as they've been as hard as they've been working and as much as they've been contributing, they just don't have the necessary funds to make that happen. And anybody that knows Buff Bagwell knows he is a very uh stubborn and prideful individual. And I don't say that to mock him in any way, shape, or form. I say that because it's the truth. And one thing that Buff and I have always been about uh, with each other and with our fans, whether it was through wrestling or the podcast podcast or comedy or whatever, we've always been about telling our fans the truth and just telling each other the truth. So I know that Buff is too stubborn to ask for help. That's why uh, myself and Michael Long, who is the co-host for uh, Buff Bagwell's podcast, Rebuilding Buff, uh, the two of us have teamed up together to organize a fundraiser uh, to raise the money necessary for uh, the Judy Bagwell Funeral Fund. And all funds that we raise through this GoFundMe page will go towards giving Judy Bagwell a proper funeral and helping her husband of many years get back on his feet after a heavy loss so that's where the money is going and we are encouraging anybody out there uh, to donate whatever amount you realistically can to help us reach our goal our goal is to raise thirty thousand dollars and we are asking all the wrestling fans out there who are fans of Buff Bagwell, who are fans of Judy Bagwell, if you're a fan of the Booch cast, if you're a fan of Rebuilding Buff, we are encouraging all of you to go to GoFundMe.com slash Fund and donate whatever amount you can to help us reach this goal. Now, if you're not able to, there is no pressure. We are not pressuring anyone. We are not judging anyone. We totally understand if you cannot afford to do so. But just know, any amount that you can donate, we appreciate. No amount is too small. It could be $10. It could be $20. It could be $75. It could be $100. Hell, you could donate $5. You could donate $300. It doesn't matter how much you donate. Any amount of money you put towards this GoFundMe campaign, I appreciate. Michael appreciates. And most importantly, the bag bagwell family appreciates so the link will be posted throughout social media uh you can see them on my pages buff bagwell's pages michael long's pages uh everywhere you can go and you will be able to click the link donate what you can and help out go to gofundme.com slash judy bagwell funeral fund or go into the search bar and type in judy bagwell funeral fund And donate whatever you can to help the Bagwell family. And remember, all funds raised will go towards giving Judy Bagwell a proper funeral and helping her husband of many years get back on his feet after a heavy loss. And Star. Gangnam star. Gangnam Style What's up everybody This is Vinny Bucci A.K.A. The Booch And welcome to the Boochcast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special edition of the Boochcast here. Now, you'll notice that I'm not quite as loud as I normally am, or I'm trying to adjust my volume here. Uh, we're doing a simultaneous recording here, ladies and gentlemen, because...
1: Hello, this is Gator. I'm here to save the Butchie Cast because Mr. is in a whorehouse. No, I am not in a whorehouse. So, Here's what's happening, okay? this is Mr. Buttrelli, blink twice if you're safe. Blink, blink.
0: You happy now? Okay, he's safe. Thank you. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because in a whole other area of the house, uh Buff Bagwell, who as you guys know, I'm the manager of Buff Bagwell.
1: But he's not hold on, time out, time out. He's not a manager like I'm a manager. He's a manager and like he does his business proposals.
0: Yes, that 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 kind of thing. So yes. basically what's happening is Buff is, is in the kitchen uh doing his podcast uh with Michael, the rebuilding buff. Uh, podcast, which is available on Spotify. You can also go to the Rebuilding yes. Buff Facebook page, check it out. Um, so while they're doing their podcast, I am in a whole nother room. I'm actually in, in his niece's old room, because it's the only other place I can get to that's quiet and nobody will bother me while I'm knocking this out. Now, Buff does know I'm recording this, but I try to do it somewhere where we can talk and not have to worry about anything. So anyway, now, as you guys know, um, Oh, the by the way, gonna... by
1: the way, side note, I'm Gator, I'm in the
0: shower. <laughs> Great. So this is going to be an awkward episode for you guys because, um, speaking of uh, showers and whorehouses, um, what we're doing this week here on the Bootscast is we are bringing back a segment we haven't done in quite some time, and that is the classic pay per view reviews. What this is is uh, this is where me and Gator uh, get together and we review class- and we review classic pay per views from the past in WWE, WCW, ECW, and we give a perspective on it as not only two wrestling fans but also two people who work very heavily in the wrestling business. We we've, we've done everything in indie wrestling uh, that there is to do, just about. We've done everything, but pretty much. Pop Pop the Popcorn, and- I did that too. Oh yes, Gator has done that before. Um, I've done everything but Pop the Popcorn, and basically what we're doing here well, is- Well, you
1: see, you see, you see, may, may, may I expose your business for a minute? Go ahead. Children, I started doing things when I was about eight because my grandfather ran his own company. I started in
0: concessions and then worked my way up to actually working. And I started off uh, hanging posters and later became an announcer and a commentator. Um, right.
1: So, but this is this is why I laugh when people say I haven't paid my dues.
0: Yes. Oh, I know. Same thing with me. And now, currently, I'm a manager for Buff Bagwell. But anyway, the point is, the uh, review we're going to be doing uh, for this week is The Collision in Korea. Now... The reason we're doing this this week is because at the time that you're listening to this episode, our video of Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring for Collision in Korea is already up on our YouTube channel. Now, if me, and John, me and
1: John and Benny did it. had a beautiful discussion about what happens when you take a wrestling event to North
0: Korea. Yes. So we talked about the we talked about the circumstances they went through and all the drama and everything else, and we gave a review of that. Well, we decided since the collision in Korea was technically a wrestling pay per view, we decided amongst ourselves, hey. Let's do our classic pay-per-view review while I was talking about the video. So that's why I had Gator with me for the video. With us for the video. Uh, John was supposed to join us for the audio, but as he mentioned before in the video, he has so much going on right now. He was not going to have time to do the audio version. So Gator let's, and I. Let's are be honest with the audio. people, planning a wedding is hard. Yes. So John is taking care of all that and taking care of business. So he was not able to join us for the audio portion of the episode. Um, so at some point, maybe. Maybe we'll have him share his thoughts down the road here on the Boochcast. But for now, it's going to be me and Gator giving you the audio version. Now, if you haven't seen the video yet, after you're done listening to this, go to our YouTube channel and check out Dark Side of the Ring Collision in Korea and witness the great you know, stories that we talk about. Because for that one, we talked about just the circumstances surrounding Korea and the drama and everything that went happened before the show. So what we wanted to do was, for the audio version, we're just gonna talk about the wrestling on here. We're not talking about Korea being communist or political stuff or anything else. That was all in the video. So for the audio, we're just gonna discuss the matches and the wrestling, and. That That is it. So there's going to be no Korea controversy, political thoughts, whatever thoughts you have on Korea. This is not the place that we're going to talk about it. But if you want to go to the YouTube video and comment and share your thoughts on that, that's for the YouTube video. This is just wrestling. That's all we're doing here. So with that said. If you want to
1: get into a political discussion, please tag
0: me. My name is Gator. All right. So, what we're going to do right now is we're going to kick things off with the first official match of the evening in the collision in Korea, and that is... Flying Scorpio versus Wild Pegasus.
1: I love this so much. This is one of my favorite matches on this entire show. And the audience. Here's the thing with the audience. The audience in Korea reminds me a lot of the audience in Japan because they don't. They don't get like us Americans do with the hooting and hollering. And they just clap. Yes. This fucking match was great. It was. It was a technical masterclass on basically junior heavyweight wrestling.
0: Yes. And what I found the most interesting about this was the fact that usually when you when there's a, a wrestling match going on and they start the match, the bell usually goes ding ding ding. For this match, they only ding the bell once. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah. I did notice that, but here's the thing. I wasn't paying attention to that as much as I was the actual action because I was I, I got into this. Yeah. I really got into this. This was this was old school Japanese wrestling, really. I mean, honestly, but it was two it was two white guys that are from it was an American and a Canadian doing a proper strong style match. It makes sense. It looks like a physical contest. We didn't do 19 one-wing fairies. There wasn't 16 false finishes. Exactly.
0: It Nobody how- got kicked in the face 27 times. Yes. It was a very technical match with a few high spots which is what wrestling is exactly. supposed to be correct what strong style wrestling could be yes and i noticed that pegasus seemed to be the heel in the match because he refused the handshake so that led me to believe he was the heel and scorpio was the babyface. yeah
1: i mean the thing that got me on this it was a little difficult to tell that but once it got to the end it breaks down it's kind of like oh Well, that makes
0: sense. Yeah. And then also another interesting thing they brought up was the fact that even though they were opponents in this match, they were tag team partners during the When Worlds Collide show. And so it bled from that. And then Pegasus hit the tombstone and they called it an inverted pile driver.
1: Okay. That was wrong. What year was this? 1995. That's, uh, well, maybe they were trying to keep them from saying the word Tombstone. They might have had a patent on that word. I don't know. Or not D- a patent, but a fucking copyright.
0: Yeah, WWE might have. And then, of course, Pegasus hits a diving headbutt, gets the one, two, three, wins the match. And like and like you said, it was a solid, great match. And, and you said this was the match of the night?
1: It was one of my favorites of the night, yes. <laughs> I think it got the show off to a strong start because there is a point when it gets a little wonky.
0: Yes, it does. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Tokimitsu Ishizawa versus Yuji Nagata.
1: Yeah, I only knew who one of these guys was. <laughs> <laughs> well not trying to be funny, but but this is part of the, I mean, part of the review is giving our honest opinions and yes. my honest opinion was, was who the fuck is this guy?
0: Well Tojo uh, Yama or whatever the fuck his name was. Well the first guy I never heard of, but the second guy, most modern fans UG, are familiar with who I he is. knew you
1: Yuji cause Yuji Yuji was on AEW a couple times and Yuji was also in the WCW
0: for a little bit. Yeah. A while back he recently faced uh John Moxley for the IWGP United States title on dynamite. So that's why Eugene is well-known. Hell of a work. Yes. And um Zawa, though, is a former freestyle wrestler who has also been trained in submission wrestling. So that's his background. And Nagato was a former Greco-Roman wrestler. So two different clashes they, of amateur they wrestling.
1: Little, because they had a little bit of a friendly shoot at one point. It was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, it had mat, It started off with mat wrestling and some MMA-style kicks and then turned into chain yeah. wrestling. So the, these guys were very yeah. smooth in the ring.
1: Very, very smooth. And here's the th- here's the thing too. This to me, you could put up against certain modern companies, and it could still hold up today. This is what I was looking for when ROH said they were going to have their Pure Wrestling tournament. Yes, and you could put that match up against any match in their Pure Wrestling tournament.
0: It was that good. Uh, Nagato wins with a cross face and this is the interesting thing before and after the match they shook hands and on that note we're going to move on to the next match of the evening we have uh, Masahiro Chono and Hiro Saito versus El Samurai and Tadeo Yasuda
1: this one is where I thought it went a little wonky okay if you will go with me on this journey is it just me or did this get a little sideways and feel like oh my god it's going too long
0: it did okay
1: oh dear god please make it stop it started good it started strong but as it started to progress I'm like I'm Luke lo- they're losing me they're losing me
0: and there's a lot of interesting facts about this for example uh Saito is not related to masa Saito so let's make that very clear no no relation yes. uh samurai no relation. was a former iwgp junior heavyweight champion with a judo and amateur wrestling background and
1: and here's, and here's the thing here's the thing that I was wondering do you think the people from North Korea knew this
0: I don't know but I do I do know that he was wearing a mask in the ring but he didn't become a masked wrestler until he went to Mexico. Well, there you go. So he... I think the fact that he was wearing a mask helped him. Yeah. And then Chono, he was that. trained by the legendary Luthez who taught him his favorite submission hold, the STF. Yes. And Chono Chono has been on a few of our...
1: I think this is the second or third time he's been on a pay-per-view review.
0: Yeah, because he did wrestle some WCW shows, right?
1: He did. He did. Well, some early, Well, this is technically a WCW show, but he he wrestled some, some around this time, yeah, when they were doing their big... Promotional thing to New
0: Japan. Well, yeah, because I know obviously, even though this is a technically it's a WCW show, but this is a WCW New Japan joint show. But WCW Correct. has had Correct. just their their own pay per views, but New Japan stars were featured on it. Is what I'm trying to say.
1: Correct. And, and let's yeah, and let's let, let's make sure we cover that because because some of these like I said, some of these guys we were not as familiar.
0: Exactly. We're not as familiar with these guys. Yeah, so Chono wins with a shoulder tackle off the top rope, which I thought was anticlimactic.
1: It, yeah, it was like it, it was like going over to a girl's house when she tells you, hey, look, we're going to have sex, and then getting there and watching a movie. Interesting analogy.
0: Uh, Been there. Yes, and then afterwards, Samurai and Yasuda bow to the fans despite being frustrated.
1: Been there. Hold on, wait a minute. Let's talk about frustrated. <laughs> 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 Fellas, <laughs> that is frustrating. Yes. <laughs> <Huh>?
0: <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, any, okay. Are you done? They're playing heart, which I don't have no more. <laughs> yes. Okay, oh, so on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. I think this was some – yeah, this was some ladies' action here.
1: Why'd you make it sound like a porno?
0: Because guys like ladies' action.
1: You're not wrong. let you just saying,
0: when I announce and I refer to it that way. Deal. Guys perk up, which is good when yeah. the girls walk out to the ring. But anyway –
1: Yeah, when they walk out to the ring, but we didn't really see that, but go ahead.
0: But anyway, so Bull Nakano and Akira Hakutu versus Mm -hmm. Manami Toyota and Mariko Yoshida. I only knew
1: one of the women in the ring. Me too. And that was Bull Nakano, and that was because of her match with Alundra Blaze, which we had on a a pay-per-view review, and then she had another match. Mm -hmm. They did a similar angle on a WCW show with these same women. Yeah, they so, and I yeah. just remember pulling the from it. How do I say this nicely? This was the piss break. <laughs> I, I didn't like it I did not like it I got up I, I took a piss I fast forwarded it
0: just wasn't I, I didn't like it now Gator I when don't... you say you didn't like it are you saying no, that because of women's I didn't wrestling like it. or because not just because involved. it's
1: women's wrestling I'm out it's not because it's just women's wrestling it's because the match should not be longer than it takes Bull Nakano to fucking do her hair I felt like it drug I felt like it was just a joke I mean you got two girls and, and what is this what is this shit with the just script? Screaming. It's what Japanese people do. I thought the Briscoes do. made weird noises. Bull Nakano just fucking screams.
0: Well, yeah, most Japanese wrestlers do.
1: Not female wrestlers, though.
0: Yeah, you never heard Asuka cut a promo. Point taken.
1: What I'm saying is, I fucking hate you.
0: What I'm saying is,
1: Me Gator, goodbye.
0: No, literally. If you heard Oscar cut a promo, literally, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, oh, you know, nobody ready for Asuka. Then the other person says something, and then she goes, "Okay, okay." That's every Oscar promo.
1: That's well, this is well. That's every. You Oscar gonna be promo mother? Right you gonna be mother?
0: Okay. So anyway, and what's interesting is you learn. Mother, from- mother. And so anyway, one of the things I love about this is the education that the commentators provide. And one of the things we learn here is that there are thousands of applications each year <coughs> to become a re- wrestler with the All Japan Women. They give the top 100 a tryout. They narrow that down to just half a dozen to attend their brutal training camp. And maybe out of that half dozen, two or three will survive to have one match. So these women are badass.
1: Yeah, they are. They, they are badass. And don't get me don't 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 get me wrong. They are better workers than half of the fucking roster on the WWE in the female division now.
0: Oh, totally. Bold Nakato holds I mean, world titles in America, Japan, and Mexico. Yeah, and she's often compared to it's, Vader. I could see
1: that. Now I can see. I can even in her working style I can see that her and Aja Kong to me are two that are like, okay. Oh, they're bad, I see bi- where they're you're bad bitches. From. they're bad bitches, but I just don't I don't get the gimmick. Maybe it's just me, maybe it's just okay, we're Oriental and we're scared, but I, we must be scared of everybody because we're Oriental. Ah I just I don't i, everybody I, I, I didn't run! Like it's Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla uh, well, she had green hair. Um but I didn't like it.
0: Well I will say this Bull was very violent with the hair pulling and throwing toyota across the ring
1: that didn't look safe to me and it's not on bull you know what i'm saying that's not safe
0: but one moment that i thought looked very fake was hakuto hitting hit a kick to the jaw how fake was that kick
1: oh god uh, you mean the one where she fucking slapped
0: No, she did a kick to the jaw, but the kick... I know, but
1: she slapped her thigh to get the fucking sound, and I hate that shit. Oh, my God, I hate that. I hate that so much. There are two gentlemen in AEW that are responsible for doing it thousands of times during a match. Can't stand that, because it looks looks fake. It makes us look fake. It makes the entire business just, just... Oh, God. There's a way to do it and make it look natural. But when you just go pow and slap your fucking side, pow and slap your side, pow and slap your side while you're every fucking time, it fucks up the fucking illusion. It's like two dogs fucking on the side of the road, okay? At some point or another, you're going to get tired of watching. It's going to be, it's going to bring you great amusement at first. And then once you've seen it for about 15, 20 minutes, you're just like, eh, fuck this. It ain't worth a fuck no more.
0: Yeah. Although I will say this. (laughs) Another reason it looked fake was because Yoshida had a delay with her bump. Did you notice that yeah I well it was like that scene in Mortal Kombat where Johnny (laughs) Cage goes this is where you fall down yeah it's like she kicked her in the jaw and she just she stood there for a moment then went oh shit and then took a bump
1: I have seen that happen I've actually had I've actually had to do that you remember you remember that scene from Shrek yeah he goes
0: and then he goes this is the part where you run away do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I, I got a story right here. Um, This is – um, and I can tell this story. Like I said before, I mentioned um, I'm in Buff's house right now recording this. But one time we went to a, we went to a show in Alabama. At, at one point in the match – this is because Buff's still on his uh, crutches. So he's doing a spot where he's interfering in the match. So what he does is he t- he had this spot where he's taking some baby powder. And he's going to squirt it in the guy's face. So the dust is going to get all over him. He's going to take a bump, and it's going to, you know – Affect him from coming at Buff. So the guy runs at him. He goes to score him with the powder, but the powder doesn't come out because he didn't open it all the way. And the guy takes the bump because it was just on instinct. So it was kind of funny. But I got to give the guy credit. It took him like I like guess a couple seconds before he realized, wait, there's no powder on my face. So he quickly got back <laughs> up, ran at him. Buff got the powder out the second time, and the guy took the bump and rolled out of the ring. Yeah. So that just reminded me of that that delay. But anyway, there was great teamwork from both teams. I, I thought yeah. it was better than the guys match. It was
1: better than the guys match, but I still didn't like... I didn't like either one of them, so...
0: Yeah. Anyway, so... And I noticed there was a lot of high spots from a kudo. From the senton to the floor, drop kicks off the top rope. Um, Bull Nakado hit a leg drop off the top rope to get the win. So, even though there was a lot of high spots, like, it was, it was a little bit of a spot fest, it was still better than the guys match.
1: Yeah. It was, it was still spottier than a guy with cataracts, but, eh.
0: <laughs> Exactly. And on that note, we move on to the... Next match of the evening for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Shinya Hashimoto defends the title against Scott Norton.
1: I enjoyed this because it was just a fucking slugfest. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They went on record to say Hashimoto has the most brutal kicks in the business.
1: Jesus Christ, those are stiff as fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a badass despite his physique.
1: Right, but they look stiffer than a son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, he can take a lot of abuse, which is handy against Norton because he dishes out a lot of abuse. Well, Norton's kind of stiff too, but goddamn those kicks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, The match was very brutal and violent.
1: I think that's why I liked it, though. Because it was... if you could do that in modern wrestling, and you, we would have a, we would have a chance.
0: Yeah, and uh, and it started off as a basic big man match, but got more technical as the match progressed.
1: Yeah, well, that was that was due to the fact that. So here's my thing: Scott Norton is not that recognizable of a name here in America, but the motherfucker proved he could go. Yes, he proved he could go.
0: Absolutely, and I think this match ended in like a draw or something. Uh, yeah. I mean that that's a letdown right there. That was fucking dumb.
1: Yeah, but it's Japan.
0: That was that was a dumbass finish. I mean, it's
1: Japan.
0: Hell, I'd have gave the belt to Scott Norton. I I believe he was way more over than this Hashimoto guy.
1: Scott Norton was over, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah.
0: And then on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have Road Warrior Hawk versus Tadeo Yasuda.
1: Jesus fucking Christ! You talk about stiff. The last one. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Hawk is, has got to be. And I've said this before. When he was working Ric Flair at the Bunkhouse Stampede. God god damn dude calm the fuck down (laughs) exactly jesus christ on a
0: cracker now originally this was supposed to be a reunion for the road warriors but animal was out with an injury and hawk and japan formed a tag team with kintsuki sasaki called the hellraisers hellraisers and yasuda so yasuda and hawk try to overpower each other and briefly engage in sumo wrestling
1: that's not what that was. It looked
0: like sumo wrestling to me.
1: It did not look like sumo wrestling. It looked like it looked like two overweight middle middle aged guys fucking each other.
0: <laughs> In other words, sumo
1: wrestling. Sumo wrestling. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then it got aggressive and fast-paced, and Hawk wins with a flying clothesline off the top rope.
1: Yeah, it's of Chono.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I mean, yeah. Let's let's have let's have the same finish in two matches because
1: fuck. Let's booking. have the same anticlimactic finish.
0: Yeah. In other words, say it with me, children: lazy booking. <laughs> and... On that note, uh, we move on to the next match of the evening here. We got some tag team action. We have uh, the Steiner Brothers versus uh, Hiroshi Hase and Kensuke Sasaki.
1: This was a typical Steiner Brothers match, man. Yes, it was. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah.
0: And of course the Steiner and that's brothers. That's all former, you can say about it. Yeah. They were former IWGB tag team champions. Uh Eric makes some condescending comments about them coming back and getting another shot where the big boys play.
1: Because Eric's a dick.
0: Yeah. They would later go back and win WW tag team gold and have some success as singles competitors. You know, uh you know, uh Rick the Dick on the mid-card and Scott on the main event. <laughs> um, Scott Steiner shows off his technical <laughs> and physical in physical power in this match. Uh, (laughs) Scott is the emotional one and Rick is the analytical one, or at least he used to be. God Um, damn it. What? What? What did I say? What? Um, Nothing, go ahead. Nothing. So the Steiners do their trademark pose. They're sending both of their opponents out of the ring. The Japanese commentator calls them crazy Americans.
1: Crazy Americans.
0: Yes. Hiroshi was an Olympic wrestler in the 1984 Olympics. He was nine-year pro at this time. Rick and Sasaki were a lot more physical with their back and forth action. So most of the match was them being very physical. Uh, Rick catches Sasaki off the top rope and hits a belly to belly suplex. Scott hooked Hasi's leg and dragged him over as he tagged in as he tagged in Rick, which I thought was great tag team psychology.
1: Yes, yes, you don't see it often anymore.
0: And then Scott Steiner gets the pin, but the camera didn't catch the finish because they were too focused on the dogface retard, I mean Gremlin and Sasaki fighting outside the, <laughs> the ring.
1: God damn, it's like you fucked his hotel room up or something. Damn.
0: I, I, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Uh, I, 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 know yeah. I know
1: nothing. I do not know nothing. At least he got, at least At least he was able to make phone calls. Anyway. Exactly, yeah.
0: But I thought that was stupid. Why would you not, why would you not pay attention to the finish? Like, who's running the camera at this point?
1: I have no, I, I don't, I don't know.
0: I mean, because that's another thing about, about wrestling is that, you know, it's not just the fact, okay, there's a wrestling match going on. People are watching this on television. Not even television. Paper View.
1: Yeah, they paid
0: to view it. So if the camera fucks up then it kills the match, even if the match is great. Yeah, the crowd in North Korea got to see the pin, but uh, the people at home didn't get to see the pin, which is stupid because there's a major difference between the people in the stands and the people at home. Gator, would you like to know what that difference is?
1: The people at home got to see the dog face retard? I mean, Gremlin? No,
0: the difference between the audience in the stands and the audience at home is the audience at home chose to see this. So, you might want to cater it to them. And that, of course, ladies and gentlemen, will lead us to the main event of the evening Antonio Anoki versus
1: Ric Flair. Uh, what the fuck was this?
0: Is it just me, or
1: did it, did it seem like they were moving in slow motion? It's Jesus just... fucking Christ! I thought the I thought Giant Baba was bad. Jesus.
0: Yeah. Now the crowd oh is my... heavily behind Anoki, despite issues between North Korea and Japan. And a lot of action took place out on the floor. So, <laughs> Flair sends Anoki to the ring post and then suplexes him back into the ring from the apron. Which I didn't know Ric Flair could do that.
1: I didn't either. I didn't know he could do that. Just like I didn't know Seth Rollins could. Dress up like Paddington Bear, but they both did something.
0: But yeah, and then apparently Ric Flair was coming out of retirement for this match, which I thought was weird. Why do they say that? I don't know because he wasn't coming out of retirement. He was very much still on the roster. But
1: but it was coming out of retirement because he was coming to Japan. I don't know. I guess lots of even though they're not in Japan, they're in Korean.
0: Yes, there were lots of submissions in this match, including the figure four.
1: Anoki didn't even fucking sell it. Yeah, that's true. He didn't. He didn't sell it for shit. I would have beat. That's my finish. I would have beat the fuck out of you.
0: I'm sure he wanted to.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I would have beat, beat the shit out of you. If you don't sell my fucking finish, you don't sell my shit, I'm going to go and get a cane.
0: I think deep down, Flair wanted to, but I think at that time, they were dealing with so much shit in Korea that I think he just, he was like, let's just get the fuck out of here. I think he just wanted to get Again? out of Korea so I bad. wanted to go get the cane. Yes, he wanted to get the cane. All right. Thank you for sharing. Um,
1: Bam, da, na, na.
0: And of course, what's great about this is that, you know, Enoki hits him with multiple punches. Um and Flair, of course, doing what his normal is selling, which is begging for his life, which is a great heel move.
1: Which is which is great because I'm not trying to be funny, but he is he is he is literally one of the best heel sellers. When he sells for his life, that shines a baby face up so quick.
0: And it's a great thing for heels to do. The problem is nobody wants to do it because everyone's like,
1: I don't want to be a chicken shit heel. I want to be a badass. Fuck that! I've been doing. I've been doing it. It works great.
0: It's a great way to get a baby face over.
1: It gets a baby. Face over and it gets you over because you're bailing out too. See if you're if you're a real chicken shit heel, you bail out. You bail out after so much. Bail out. Slow that shit down. Slow that shit down a minute. The people boo you, pussy. Boo you, pussy. You don't get you. You can't get back in there with him. You can't handle him. You see what I'm saying? It gives the people that chicken. Oh my God! I had the kids. I had a, a group of fucking children calling me a chicken one night because I bailed. They
0: were doing just to, to get, get the, the front row going. just Get the fucking heat back. Were they clucking? No, 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 They
1: they were no, they were going chicken, 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 chicken. Awesome.
0: Although I did notice like, this though. Uh Flair botched his traditional over-the-rope landing on the apron spot. When he goes over the rope and lands on the yeah, apron.
1: Yeah, that wasn't his fault. I don't think he had enough lift to get where he wanted to go.
0: So you think Anoki you know? botched it, not him? Correct. Okay, fair enough. So then uh Anoki hits a cartwheel kick, which I thought was weird, and then Follows up with a knee drop off the top rope and then hits a for the win. Then Flair shook his hand afterwards and says he wants a rematch in the United States.
1: And they end up doing one at Starcade. They do? Yeah, at that Starcade that year, 95. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: He was on the card, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, that was... So they brought back... They did a bunch of return matches on a lot of those.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. This has
1: been our conclusion of our pay-per-view review. My name's Gator. This is Vinny. Remember to buy a t-shirt. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen,
0: will conclude this uh, audio review of the Collision in Korea. Gator, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to help out and um, no
1: problem buy sure, a t-shirt
0: alright so make sure you guys go to the YouTube channel and check out the video version of the Booch Cats Reviews Dark Side of the Ring the Collision in Korea if you haven't seen it already also make sure you guys are following the Booch Cast. we are on Anchor Spotify Breaker and Google Podcast pick your favorite hosting site follow us there or become a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites also like us on Facebook go to facebook.com slash the Booch we have archive episodes of the show as well as great content for you to check out. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Bootscast. Get the latest tweets, photos and videos. As I mentioned before, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got Cast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring. We have our Archive Watch Parties, our D&D One Shot, Funny Skits, our Halloween video, The Monster Mash. Check that out as well. Hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified. Also make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash Uh We have live Um, Watch parties we do on there Our next one will be Sunday November the 21st for WWE Survivor Series. So we will be live on Twitch for the Survivor Series at 8 p.m. Make sure you check it out there. Also on the Twitter page, we'll have that bootleg link where you can check out and watch the pay-per-view yourselves because it'll be available on our Twitter page an hour before the show. Make sure you guys yep. check that out as well. And of course, we'll have our D&D show up there once we get all that shit figured out Um, and great content coming there as well. And of course, you can support the Bootcast by going to anchor.fm slash bootcast slash support. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can contribute at with prizes coming soon. The first level is you can contribute for 99 cents per month. That's the first level. 99 cents yes. every month. You can just send that to us, and it helps grow the show. The second level is you can go for $4.99 a month. That's right. Same amount of money you, you were charged for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys aren't fans of the Peacock. Don't give them money. Give the money over here. We got better content. Yes. Fuck the cock. Yes. <laughs> then we got the third and final level level, which you can donate for a mere $9.99. That's right. Same amount of money we used to pay for a network subscription here in the United States. Obviously, since it's been sold to the Peacock, we don't have that anymore. You got no place to put the $9.99. Take $9.99, put it over here. We got better content than the network. Anyway. Over here. And unlike yes. the WWE, we actually love and do things for the fans. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, all the money you guys donate to us goes back into the show. It allows us to upgrade our equipment. It allows us to bring in bigger name guests, we can pay our bills. It allows you to pay us? Yes, and it allows me to take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the cast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host, you think they should be paid for their work, anchor.fm slash the slash support is how you make that happen. I'm and- not a
1: co-host, but I, but I have done
0: enough work for free and brought in enough guests. Gator wouldn't mind a donation. I was going to say, if there's any money left over, what we do with that is, we feed Zach ramen noodles and we try to get him laid. So... Until next time is... <laughs> Hashtag feed Zach ramen noodles uh, Until has, next time is... Feed the ginger Yes, And until next time this is Vinny Bucci A.K.A. The Booch Saying keep on living life and take care This has been The Booch Cast This is Gated Ricky Rose saying yeah We'll talk to you guys next time Until then Pizza baby Fuck you Rick Steiner <laughs> Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And Take care. Stay
1: loose. Adieu. Love you. i la prochaine. goodbye till when we meet again.